Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you, God, for Melissa. And I want to thank you that your word is in her. I want to thank you, God, that you love your children and that you only have the best for us. So we pray, believing right now for the very best for us this morning. We know that you have the best for us, Lord God. Let us be open to receive it, Lord God, and to apply what you have for us to our lives. Um, Yeah, I just want to thank you for Melissa, Lord Jesus. I just want to bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, I want to start with uh, some dramatic people. Is anyone full of drama? They want to come up and do some dramatic stuff for me? We need three or four of you. Come on up. I know you're not shy, so come on. Sandy, you better come. Sarah, you better come. Come on, two more. Gav, all right. One more. Just, yep, jump up. Thanks, Camilla. All right. So you're going to act out the words I'm going to say, right? Okay. So, so stand in a line so we can all see you. So you don't need to say anything. You just need to act it out. Ready? Eat. Good. They got it, right? Um, sleep. <laughs> Winner. All right. So that constitutes some of our life. Okay. So uh, maybe go to school. Okay, Uh, eat, sleep, go to school, eat, sleep. Okay, graduate from school, so let's go to work. Go to work. What's your work going to be? Gavin's making something awesome. Good idea. Eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep. Work. <laughs> uh, okay, well, another important thing, get married. <laughs> All right. Eat. Sleep. Work. Eat. Sleep. What else do we need? Have children. Come on. There you go. <laughs> Eat. Sleep. Work. Eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep, work, eat, die. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Very good. Very dramatic of you. I I appreciate that. (laughs) Is there more to life than this? There has to be, doesn't it? It just seems so monotonous, doesn't it? We do all these things, things you're supposed to do to get through life, and then you die. There has to be more to life than this. I I Googled, um, what's the meaning of life? Do you know that Google's got a lot of ideas? A lot of them are a little interesting. A lot of them are very philosophical, and, you know, you could go down the whole track of um, you're here just to double your cells. So you just reproduce someone else, produce someone else. Um, that's interesting. Um, there's a few different ones of, you know, you're here to be happy. You're here to fulfill your life's dreams. You're here to make a difference in the world. So today we're looking at, is there more to life than this? I guess some people think that their, their goal in life is to be famous. And, and that's the aspiration of a lot of people to be known and, and to be known by a lot of people and applauded. And Jim Carrey actually said he wished everyone could get rich and famous in their lives so they could learn that that's not the answer. 
Wow, Jim Carrey said that. So how can we have a full life? And sometimes it seems that people are disconnected from the present because we're so busy looking for what's ahead. You know, my life would be great if I just got married. Tell you what, the people that are married just want children. The people that are children just want the children to leave home. The people whose children have left home just want to retire. Right? What's, what's the end goal here? You end up in a box. Really? What's the meaning of life? Is there more to life than this? And if we look around us, no one really has the answer. Then we look around, we look to the internet, we look to social media, we look to the, the advertising. They say you just need to look faster, prettier, stronger, younger as you get older. Is there more to life than this? And how do we even know in all this that God even exists? How can we know that something that happened over 2,000 years ago in a place many, many thousands of kilometres away from here in Australia, how do we know that that actually will make a difference for me? How does it have any relevance in my life? And most people don't like to give any thought to heaven and hell because it's a bit scary to think that people are going to go to hell. We all want to be in heaven. We'd hate to think that anyone would miss out. So we don't want to think about that. And we even say there is no hell because I can't bear the thought that people would go there. And that's a lot of the thinking today. We want a world where everyone has it all. We want to have it all. We don't want to miss out. We don't want to go through the steps that we need to go through to get to where we want to go. We all want the shortcut to get to heaven, the ultimate. So what difference does being a Christian make in my life? On your sheets, uh, hopefully on your seat somewhere, there's some P words with the words missing, just the letter P. So the first one there, the difference in my life since becoming a Christian is I have peace. I have peace. Now, I'm not saying that my life's perfect because I have problems in my life. And some of you see my problems because they hang out there sometimes. But I have this peace knowing that God's got it all together. It doesn't mean a a bed of roses. It means that I've got someone with me. He's just clinging on to me. I don't even need to cling on to him. He's clinging on to me. He's going to be with me. I'm reconciled to God and he's in control. The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's a great promise from Philippians 4. We can have peace. The second P word is purpose. When we're Christians, we know the direction we're heading in. It's not wafting around through the earth. We know where we're going. We know where our ultimate destination is. Our purpose is to use whatever we have to glorify God and enjoy a relationship with him forever. So you don't have to follow any of the world's standards. You don't have to. You don't have to be married. You don't have to have children. You don't have to have a successful career, whatever that looks like. You don't have to leave a mark or, or do anything. You, all God's asking you for us to do is be in relationship with him and enjoy that relationship with him forever. Third P, personal relationship. It's not about intellectual knowledge. It's, it's a heart knowledge. 
It's not about religious rule keeping or doing things a certain way. It's about a personal relationship with Jesus and our love for him expressed in our willing obedience to follow him. Now, I've never met an atheist that's been able to say, do you know what? Atheism has really changed my life. You should have seen me before I became an atheist. But every Christian can say that. The amount of testimonies that I hear from people saying, before I knew Jesus, I couldn't do it. That's my testimony. I could not do it on my own. I can't. I can't do life on my own. I need Jesus to get me on the the way. Otherwise, I get so caught up in my head. I just, you know, it's a disaster. Absolute disaster. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is a really pivotal verse in the Bible. Because if we believe that this is true, it changes everything for our life. Really does. We're going to open that up a bit more in a moment. If he's right, and I believe he is right, then there can be nothing more important in our life than our response to him. So, number one on our sheets, Jesus said, the first one to fill in, Jesus said, I am the way. Do you know during a typical lifetime, the average person will sleep for about 23 years? Some of you have slept for a bit longer than that already. Some of you need a bit more sleep, but the average around 23 years. We spend around six years watching TV. I don't have the statistics for the internet, but by the way that we sometimes sit on that, there's a lot of years going on already in our lives on the internet. Three years eating and drinking, another three years getting dressed And around nine months in the bathroom. Some of you have spent a lot longer in the bathroom than that. Yeah. Dangerous ground there, Wayne. Every one of us has a purpose, a reason for being here. And in the Bible, God says in Jeremiah, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope in a future. That verse was written for a people of God, and we are a people of God. So that verse is for us too. Verse is for us. I can take that as my own. I know the plans I have for you. And we're never going to discover those plans until we come to God or we come back to him. You know, sometimes when I'm driving, I really would love to get on my phone and look stuff up because I need to know information, and you can't because you're not allowed to touch your phone in the car. So I sit there and I just kind of go, I wish I could just look it up. Sometimes I wish God would tell me stuff while we're going, while we're on the way. And God's going, not yet. You, you, you can't know the whole picture yet. You've got to trust me on this step. Trust me on this step. I'm going to make it a great life for you, but you need to trust me on this step. And I know I'm, I'm enough of a control freak that I'd love to know the whole, the whole deal up front. Because, you know, God, I don't want to know what I'm signing up to. And God's saying, trust me, I'm the way. I'm your way. Hey, I'm not here to give you bad things. I'm here to give you good things in your life so you can trust me. Jesus is the only one who can bring us into a relationship with God. He provides direction for a lost world. Here's the way. Second one, Jesus said, I am the truth. Now, I've noticed over the years, and especially with social media and people becoming so confident on social media about what they believe, uh, especially, uh, and the blogs you can write and the articles and you can publish stuff without 
any kind of credibility these days. You can just put stuff up for, you know, many years ago, if you wrote a book, you had to follow a whole process to get a book written. Um, but now you can publish almost anything online. And the argument these days is becoming more and more widely accepted in society that Christianity is based on a myth. And a lot of times people will write comments on different things, you know, I'm praying for you, such and such, or thank God for this. And someone will comment, on fiction, or that's a myth, or that's a fairy tale. And when some people will respond and ask questions, when the questions are asked, they don't really have a reason for that argument. It's just what they feel or they think is right. And, and I, I, I read it and there's no point arguing with them because this is what they want to believe. But I think we're in a really dangerous ground when we make our decisions based on what we feel or what we reason to be right. And we need to do our research. We need to do our fact-checking. We need to check that things are actually factually true. And, and a lot of times um, we will stay stuff from the platform. If you don't, you know, we, we don't even want you to fully agree with us straight away. Go and check what we say is right. Because if it's not right, we don't want you doing, you know, going and believing the wrong thing. You might hear something that you kind of go, I don't think I heard that right. So check it out. Check it out is the thing to do. But we're in dangerous ground when we have no research to base what we believe things on. And, and in society, we've gone from a world where people based everything on the Bible and Christianity to we're in very much in a society now where we want to push all that aside, a lot of things that are based on, and we want to do society without God and the Bible. And it, it's quite, I don't know, interesting is a uh, word for it, but it's quite interesting to see where it's going. Some people say it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. But it is possible to be sincerely wrong. And there's many people that have died as, as you know, suicide bombers or in cults that have been dangerous because they've been very, very sincere. And we can't fault them on their sincerity. But they've been sincere about the wrong thing. So one of the things we do in the Alpha course is to look at the historical evidence of Christianity and we look at the historical evidence for the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is it true? Jesus said, I'm the truth. Is there any evidence to support this claim? Well, the best way to find out if Christianity is true is to look. Did Jesus Christ actually exist? All four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, um, have very clear accounts of Jesus's life, that he's God's son and the New Testament is full of first-hand and eyewitness accounts of Jesus. But then you say, you've got this book that you wrote, that's a fairy tale, how do we believe it when everything comes out of the book? Well, let me tell you <laughs> that it's not just the writings in the Bible that talk about Jesus. There's historical documents that talk about a man who was Jesus. There's a man, Josephus, a Jewish historian, not a Christian. He was a historian and his, his works are widely read. If you Google them right now, you can buy copies of them. Uh, in Greek, I think it is, online to read about his historic, history, historical facts of the Jewish um, people for many, many, many generations. And he has two works. It's a couple of photos here. Here's the first one is the Antiquities of the Jews, this one. And there's another one, another writing, uh, the Jewish War um, is the other one. Two right there that he talks about, Pilate, Annas, Caiaphas, Herod and others including John the Baptist as well as Jesus. 
So it's actually written about Jesus in other books. So anyone that says Jesus didn't exist, they're wrong. It didn't exist. We're not just making it up because we've got this so-called fairy tale book. The Bible is true and it's actually backed up by other historical documents that Jesus did exist. He actually talks about this guy, Josephus, talks about Jesus rising from the dead. He records it. And a group of Christians who came into existence because of him. And it's fascinating how people who are used to looking at evidence have come to the conclusion that it's true. Many historians check it out and they realise, many scientists check it out and realise that it makes sense that there is a God and that Jesus came and rose from the dead. The foundation, oh no, hold on, let me read this one. Professor Edwin Conklin, a biologist in Princeton University, made this statement. The probability of life originating from accident is comparable to the probability of an unabridged dictionary resulting from an explosion in a printing factory. He's saying it's almost impossible for creation to happen as a big bang. Okay, we're designed, we're designed by God. So the foundation of Christianity is the resurrection of Jesus and the evidence for the resurrection is overwhelming and conclusive. Conclusive. There is no plausible explanation for the empty tomb, the lack of a body, the transformed lives of the disciples and the fact that church worship all of a sudden shifted from Saturday to a Sunday. Just like that. And do you know we just went through a pandemic that changed the entire world? Do you remember that? And look at that. We're all back in church again. We didn't even remain consistent with a pandemic that people stay at home and stay away from places. We all changed. Christianity is not a whim. It's based on a saviour. There is no other explanation for the existence of the Christian church or the evidence of millions of Christians living transformed lives after personally encountering Jesus and receiving the Holy Spirit. Oh, we need more of that. Number three, Jesus said, I am the life. I am the life. A grand piano is made with 240 strings and beautiful melodies can be played. The tiny human ear, in comparison, has the equivalent of 24,000 strings, which enable us to hear those melodies. Closed circuit TV camera has 60,000 electrical photographic components which can pick up images and enable the camera to view the surrounding area. The human eye has over 137 million similar elements. There is no doubt that humans are remarkably complex in design. And we're different from every other creature. Why? Because God created us in his own image. And because of that, we have free will. We have free will. The ability to choose for ourselves what we're going to do. But we chose to go our own way. We chose to ignore God. And we messed up. And that's the problem with humanity. What the Bible calls sin, that separates us from God. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He's the one that can bring us back into that relationship with God again. That separation can be bridged by Jesus. So we can be forgiven and know God personally. 
the result of what Jesus has done for us, the forgiveness and eternal life are promised to everyone who receives him. That's good news. That is good news. The thing with forgiveness, though, it's, it's not forced on us. It's like a present. You can have the present and you can put it on a shelf. Or you can have the present, you can open it and actually use it. You can have it in your life. So the offering is there from God to be forgiven, but we have to actually receive it into our life. Open it up. Forgiveness, a new start, hope for tomorrow for us. John 10.10 says, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. What a great promise that is for us. Jesus has come that we can have life in abundance. I know I want an abundant life. And I know that when I'm not walking with Jesus, my life isn't in abundance. I see the destroying of my dreams. I see the killing of relationships. I see me too much. I need Jesus in my life. This new quality of life starts now and goes on into eternity. Through Jesus, who said, I am the life, we can not only enjoy fullness of life here, but we can be sure that it will never, never end. Now, a few years ago now, it was quite a few years ago, I had booked a birthday party for one of my girls and she loved cake decorating. So we were going to do a cake decorating party at one of the uh, cake shops that did cake decorating courses. We, I went down with them one day and I put a deposit of $50 onto this party. We set the date, watched them write it into the diary. It was all there sent out the invitations, and the day of the party came, and I drove past that morning on the way back from Park Run, and I went, something looks weird about that shop, and I, it doesn't matter, I kept driving home, the time of the party, about oh, probably three quarters of an hour before the party came, I said to Andrew, something's not right, so we started ringing, well, probably a bit earlier than that, it was a couple of hours before, I said to Andrew, something's not right, so I drove down there and looked in the window, and the shop was shut up. And so then we started Facebook messaging this company and calling them and we finally got onto someone. They said, oh, we're really sorry. Um, one of the owners has had a heart attack and we don't do the business anymore. And I went, I've got 12 girls coming at this time to do cake decorating for my daughter's birthday. What on earth am I going to do? So it was a couple of hours before. So, you know, I have some brilliant friends that are able to rescue us. But looking through that window at the empty shop, and going, oh no, I have put all my eggs into this basket of a party and there's nothing there. I want to make sure that when I get to the end of my life, I don't look through the door into eternity and there's nothing there for me. Because that might be a great future thing to set up. But right now we get to have the relationship today. And I don't know about you, but the relationship today is just gold. It's just gold. And this, this might be a really simplistic message because it's, it's, very, it's a very basic thing. Know Jesus because he's everything. But maybe that's just what you need to hear today, even if you've been on the journey a long time. I need to know that Jesus is my way, my truth and my life. 
Because sometimes when we've been doing the journey for a long time, instead of being a follower, you become just a fan. Oh, yeah, I like Jesus. It's pretty good. And instead of everything I do following Jesus, I'm a fan of Jesus. Oh, yeah, I like the Bible. I can quote that. Am I a follower or am I just a fan? Over time, we can get so busy with stuff, Jesus gets pushed out. He becomes token thought and not a source of our life. We're called to be followers, not just enthusiastic admirers. A few years ago, this guy called Walter, Walter, Larry Walters is his name, not just Walter, Larry Walters. He was an American truck driver. He decided to do something a little bit different with his life. He had enough of sitting around waiting for something to happen. So he purchased some gigantic, what are they called, weather balloons. And he tied them to an aluminium chair, filled them up with helium, put a parachute on his back, got himself a little pellet gun and a camera. And he took off for the flight of his life. Up he goes into the air. He was airborne for around 45 minutes until he got a little bit cold up there. And then he started shooting the balloons to bring himself back to earth again. He made it down again. Complete crazy person. Nutter. He climbed to at least 16,000 feet. How do we know that? Because pilots from different airlines reported seeing this guy on a chair with balloons waving to them. this Larry Walters, he became a bit of a celebrity. And when I asked why he did it, he said, it's just something I had to do. I'd sat around thinking about it for so long and I finally decided the time had come. He took off. How much longer are you going to sit around waiting to fully commit to Jesus? Today's the day. Tie the balloons to the chair and take off. All it takes to know Jesus is a prayer. Jesus, come into my life. I receive you. And then we start doing the things to help us grow in our relationship. We read our Bible. We pray to Him. Get to know Him. It's a relationship. Because is there more more to life than this? Yes, there is. Guarantee you. Having a relationship with Jesus is the life to live. So if you're feeling today that you need more in your life, maybe you need to do some soul searching. Have I let Jesus into every part of who I am? Have I done the thing that he asked me to do last? And when I release that, when I release that, When I released that, I was seeing incredible transformation in me. The messy seats right here. If you want to come and pray, you're welcome to do that. You might have someone pray with you if you'd like that. Some people will pray for you. But today I encourage you to come. So Jesus, I want more in my life than what I have. I'm sick of striving after the things the world tells me I should have. I need you. I surrender to you today.
you want to join the band as they sing, you're welcome to do that. If you want to come and kneel and pray, you can do that as well. Let's respond to Jesus calling today. Let's respond.